Hey guys, it's Liz, and you are listening to Dear Younger Me, Love Me, where we give people the chance to write a letter to their younger selves in hopes that we can learn a little bit from their lives. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dear Younger Me, Love Me. And today we have Jacob Allred in the studio with us. He is newly 23 years old and just graduated from Huntington University and is now a math teacher at my old high school, Homestead High School in Fort Wayne. And I am so pumped to have Jacob here today because I've known Jacob since he was just a wee little lad and now he's all grown up in the adult world teaching high school students math in a higher level than I could ever <laughs> know. <Yeah. laughs> I'm so bad at math and Jacob, we need great math teachers. And so I'm so glad that you're there at the old school I went to. I'm pretty sure at one of your math desks, I probably spent a good amount of time crying. <laughs> so I'm glad to have you here and glad to know that you're taking care of the next generation of people doing math. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Glad to glad to start investing in that way. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and so Jacob, as I said earlier, I've known you for a long time and you have been involved in church and, and everything like that growing up. But in high school, you really started getting serious about your faith. You were sold out with campus life. <laughs> I love telling people that you have said that wearing a campus life shirt means like to you, it feels like Jesus is giving you a hug. You're actually wearing a <laughs> yep, campus life yep. shirt right now. And so you, you are one of those. It's like, you know what? This is where I found Jesus closely. And so I, I love this thing. And so it's been neat watching you grow up through it. But when you started getting really serious about your faith in high school, what did that journey look like for you? Yeah, so my freshman and sophomore year, I wasn't super serious about my faith. Um, I definitely knew I had a relationship with God, but I didn't put it in high priority. Um, so, I, so I often would find myself just living for myself, living for other people, but not necessarily living for God. Um, and my junior year, I started getting super involved in, in campus life and, and senior year especially. And it was because there were so many people surrounding me that were investing into my life. Um, the problem was for a while, it, it was very tough for me to be vulnerable. It was tough for me to share who I, who I was on the inside and share the struggles that I was going through. Yeah. You were a high school guy. High school yeah, guys yeah. don't share stuff, no. right? They're tough. No. <laughs> Um, and throughout my life, there are a few people that I grew super close with and, and started sharing those a like aspects of my life with. Um, but for one way or another, they, they got pulled out of my life. Um, and so that made it super tough for a while to, to feel comfortable opening up about my thoughts, my feelings, what struggles I was going through, that kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. And then in that in that journey and you becoming serious with your faith you you jumped all in with helping with campus life too yeah. and so you were not only a campus life student but you volunteered at our middle school program too and that yeah. was a huge growth point for you too right will you talk a little bit about that yeah it definitely was um so when i was in middle school i had some some great leaders but i felt like at times i, I kind of felt through the cracks um, i was very quiet and introverted as a as a middle schooler which is weird because now I'm super extroverted like to go out and, and do things and try new experiences and stuff um, and so in middle school I 
I hoped to find somebody that I could fully open up with, fully trust with. Um, and like I mentioned, when, when I did find those people, they were pulled from my life in some way or another. Um, and so my senior year, I, I felt like I was at a really good place with my relationship with God. I felt like I um, really started understanding what it looked like to, to live for the Lord and what it looked like to uh, passionately serve Him in everything that I do. Um, need, now I'm understanding I wasn't quite where I thought I was, <laughs> but it was great because I wanted to be the leader that I always hoped to have. Um, mm. When I was in middle school, I didn't feel like I had the leader that I, that I was hoping for, and I wanted to be that that leader to somebody. Yeah. And what kind of impact did that have on your spiritual journey? Oh, it was huge. Just like being able to invest in somebody and, mm-hmm. and, and to so, show somebody God's love was a huge thing for me. Yeah. Being able to um, sit with somebody in their mess and just rest in their mess and 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 live life with them and and pour into them was huge. It, it helped me see what Christ's ministry looked like on this earth. It helped me to see what it looked like to to have true Christ-centered relationships with people. Hmm. Well, you had just mentioned that looking back now, you realized that you weren't in as great of a spot as you thought you were your senior year of, of high school. What what did that transition look like? What did that realize like where did that realization come from? And what is it that you realized? Yeah. So it didn't actually even come when I first started college. Um, my freshman year of college, I spent a lot of time hanging out with friends and meeting new people and trying new things and um I was seeing a transformation in myself, but it wasn't necessarily a transformation by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Um, and so that the transforming of my faith really didn't happen until um, the summer after my freshman year. I, I started working at a camp up in Michigan, Camp Living Waters, and just seeing God's presence there was an incredible experience. Um, it showed me how how little time I had spent with God in my life. Oh. And so I had always, you know, said I loved the Lord, um, taken actions of it as if I loved the Lord, but throughout most of my life, didn't spend as much time with, his, with him as I thought I had. Um, and so that summer was a lot of realizing there's all these things in my life that I haven't dealt with. There's all of these struggles that I've never faced, these, these things that I've never um let God take control of. Hmm. Um, and I never truly like rested in God's presence. And so when I was at this camp, um, I had the opportunity to just see God for who he is again. Um, and that was something that I hadn't seen for a while is just God's true character and and God's true love shining on me. Hmm. What, what do you think were some of those elements that led to you having that moment? You know, like, was it because you were out of your environment? Was it because you didn't have the people around? Like, what were some of those factors? Yeah, so I think it was a combination of of all of those. Yeah. Um, The fact that I was in a completely new environment, um, and camp drains you in every way you can think about. Um, It's physically draining. It's mentally draining. It's spiritually draining. And so it just, like, put my tank on empty Mm. and, and forced me to come back to Christ. Um, and I, I wasn't living like a, like an awful lifestyle. I, I just wasn't as close with God as I I had thought. Um, and so being put on empty, um, really forced me 
to realize how present God was. Hmm. Um, and, and having super tough conversations with people at camp, um, like having campers that, that can't even imagine what someone who is purely good would look like because they've seen so much hurt and pain. Um, and so experiences like that had just showed me um, God's true greatness, God's true presence mm-hmm. in my life. So when you were confronted with being empty and you were like literally scraping the bottom of the barrel to, to finish things out, what what renewed you? What brought you back? Because you spent a few years at camp. Right. Uh, and then what even just kept you going through the school year at in college and, and, and all of that? A lot of it felt like grasping at the next drop of water. Hmm. Um, and so I, I didn't even realize it during the time or, and I, I didn't realize it for a long time, but I felt like um, I was always grasping for the next drink of water and, yeah. and, and sitting in thirst. Um, and I felt like, well, I'm doing these things for the glory of God, right? So it's got to be what I'm like, this has to be right. I'm, yeah, I'm doing God. it for God, so <laughs> uh-huh. it's fine. I'll just take a few drinks every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but a big thing was one of my bosses at camp actually had a conversation with me one time about how so often we sit in a puddle of mud and, and try and drink up the water when like God has a waterfall just sitting ready for us to come to. Mm-hmm. And he has the, a waterfall of the purest um, water that we could ever taste. And we're just sitting there drinking a little mud from this pond. Yeah, And, and it was just huge that I had, I had accepted that pond for so long, accepted that little puddle of mud for so long that I I, I forgot what the taste of that waterfall was like. So what were some of those uh, things that those mud things that you were accepting instead of going, going to the actual living waterfall of Jesus? <laughs> A big thing was honestly my pride. Um, for so long, I had put myself on the pedestal. Um, and it, it wasn't in a way that I would have labeled as pride when I was younger. Yeah. Um, when I was, you know, middle school, high school, maybe into college, I would have thought that that pride was like any time that I, I intentionally put the focus on me, any time that I, I go somewhere and I, I want to be the sole focus of things. But after having a conversation with a campus life leader, actually, um, <laughs> he, he, he helped me realize that um, pride is anytime we take God off the throne and put ourselves on. Mm-hmm. And so there's one throne that we can, we can have the sole focus of our life. And anytime we take God off of it, it's, it's pride creeping in. And so to, for me, it wasn't so much like, hey, look at me, see these things that I'm doing. But it was more of doing things for the purpose of being seen. Mm-hmm. It was... I want to love you super well so that way I get noticed as that friend that's always always loving super hard. Yeah. I wanted to serve you so that way you can remember I'm the person that served you. And it was never, I want to love you from Christ's love. Mm-hmm. I want to serve you so you can see Christ's character. And so what kept me at that that pond just lapping up the water was was just the little moments of satisfaction. Hmm. Um, my Yeah, drop by drop. Yeah, drop by drop. I just wanted, I saw those drops and I was like, wow, that feels so good. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I want that, 
that recognition. I want to be known as that, that person that poured into your life. Mm-hmm. I want to be that person that the end of your life, you're like, wow, that this Jacob made an impact on my faith. Yes. Um, but realizing that that waterfall was right there, that, that God wanted me to serve him and glorify him before I get any credit for anything. Mm-hmm. And when you realized that, how did you feel in that? I felt awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was so bad that like I realized for so long I should have been giving God glory. And for so many opportunities passed by that I could have glorified the Lord. I could have given him so much recognition. There were opportunities that I, I could have taken to um, help people see God and just spend time in his presence. And I took away from that. Yeah. That sneaky pride, man. That that creeps up on you so much when you don't when you don't notice your motivations for why you're doing what you're doing and that's the danger of being so busy of not taking the time to be introspective and not praying things like the end of Psalm 139 where it's like search my heart God, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Where it's like we don't ask if we're not inviting God into those spaces, we're never going to take those spaces on our own and notice those things because you were a great guy. I mean, you still are, but back, like (laughs) even before you had this big realization and you were drinking drop by drop and you were, you were doing great things and God was still working through you. But like you said, you were, you were missing so much more. You were missing so much more depth in your personal relationship with Jesus and even like so much more to to glorify God and all the things that you were doing, right? And so I, it's super humbling to have those experiences. It's, I, I think we all need those experiences, right? And so how have you started journey, journeying through that to get to where you are now? So my sophomore year of college, um, it was a lot of time where I just came before the Lord and said, God, wreck me to rebuild me. Hmm. Um, it was a lot of God, let all of these struggles, these challenges, these problems, these thoughts, these feelings that I've pushed down for so long, let them come up so you can, you can heal them. That is a dangerous prayer. Yeah, it was rough. Um, so people that knew me sophomore year of college were probably like, Jacob, what is going on? Like things are weird right now. Yes, it's because I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to start doing stuff that I should have let him do yeah. 10 years ago. Like I literally asked God to break me, so here we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, and so that was a huge thing was sophomore year just like letting him start bringing things back up one at a time and, and addressing them. I started trying to be more intentional with people, trying to start letting people into my mess. I started trying to allow people to see what the struggles were but then junior year it was a lot of restructuring what it looks like to to serve the lord Um, looking at how can i take steps to point towards him because i know naturally i'm going to want to point towards me yeah you need to kind of reset a little bit yeah yeah and then transitioning into my senior year. Senior year has been great. Like I, I've seen a lot of growth in myself um, because a big thing that my pride has circled around has been my schedule. Um, and, and for years, 
I've always felt like I had to be busy, partially because I felt like if my schedule was super packed, I wouldn't have to deal with stuff. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have time to deal with my issues. I wouldn't have time to deal with my challenges. And so I just let them bottle up and, mm-hmm. and hope for the best. Um, but senior year, I, for once, like just slowed down. I, I feel like I totally um, took steps back where I, I I wasn't nearly as busy as I was in years past, especially second semester. And yeah, quarantine. <laughs> yes. All of that. Yes. Um, and so even before quarantine, like second semester was incredible. Mm. I, I had this like one week period where I was like, there's no group of people that I'm I'm directly in a leadership role over. Yeah. And it was weird, but it was a good weird. Yeah, you're like, okay. Yeah, I think I can do this. And so <laughs> a lot of junior, senior year was figuring out how to just rest in God's presence. Um, because for years, my pride kind of told me, like, whenever I'm spending time with God, I need to ask him for things. I need to um, spend time in the word because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I need to um, be telling him something, asking him to tell me something like I need to fill this time. Yeah. But junior, senior year, I started to realize sometimes I need to just sit with him. Hmm. And like, I realized how much of a blessing it is to even be in the presence of the Lord. Like that's something that I shouldn't deserve. Like I don't deserve to just be with God. Yeah. And for so long, I tried to fill that time with things. And for once, I started letting the time be whatever it was, not having intentions, not having um, desires for how God uses the time that I spend with him. If if I'm spending the entire time in the word, great. If I'm spending the entire time just being with God, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that gives you a n- new level of peace, mm. being with God and letting your busy schedule just kind of melt away. That is something that basically forces you on your knees and it forces you to be with God and to practice silence, stillness, and solitude in all of those right. things. And and that's where, you know, sometimes we definitely God speaks in these giant thunders and he speaks in these huge moments, but man, he speaks in gentle whispers and mm. we miss it so much because we're just filling the space with our own words, with our own prayers, which are great to do. But when we feel it so much and we talk so much, where, where's God going to speak back? Like we don't, it's not a conversation. It's so one-sided. How was practicing that for you? Like just being. At first it was a little awkward. At first I was like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) But the more I started to do it, the more natural it felt. It, It actually felt more natural than any of my time I've ever spent in prayer and in, in anything mm. after I had done it for a while, it felt like it was what I was truly supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that was incredible. I, I realized that it's good for me to be doing something while I'm doing it, which d- sounds weird, but <laughs> I mean like going on a walk. Um, I like to, to be active. Um, and so I found myself often going on a walk with God mm. where normally if I would go on a walk, I would, you know, put my headphones in, listen to music, yeah. go for a walk. But intentionally 
disconnecting myself from the phone, from the world, from anything else, and just walking with God and mm-hmm. letting him walk alongside me. Yeah. And it's it's definitely things that you can focus on, God, like going for a walk, sitting and playing video games and no, saying no, no. this was your time with God. That's probably not going to fly because you're right. very distracted because you're using all of your other senses. But with walking, you can just be out with God and, and, and see him move and all of those things. So now since you've graduated and now you're, you're a full functioning adult human, where are you seeing God grow you more and more in this season of life? I think a, a big thing is he's shown me what things I normally rely on. Um, so especially this summer and like during quarantine last semester, uh, he just revealed to me how much I relied on other people, how much I was striving to be accepted and, and be seen by other people. Mm. And so it's been a lot of growing experience where it's learning to be myself and, and to just truly live my life, not for somebody else or how to, um, love people who don't exactly want to be loved. Um, I've had a lot of tough situations like that recently where it's how can I invest in somebody's life or invest time into somebody that doesn't want time or energy invested back in them. And it's been an incredible experience, a hard experience, but an incredible experience. More humbling. (sighs) For sure. For sure. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. But also being a teacher at a public school, he's really started teaching me how to live out his character in, in my actions, live out who he is rather than speaking who he is. Because for so long I could have told you a message about any, I could have taken any item and related it to God or told you the gospel in 60 different ways. But I think he really took this summer and last year to help me resemble the gospel rather than just say the gospel. Yeah. To know it not only in your head and your heart, but to know it in your actions too. That's, that's a huge transition and all of that. So during your journey through ridding yourself of pride, I know that's an everyday thing because it's the same thing for me, but what have been some of the verses and some scripture that you've really held on to during this journey for you? I think one chapter that has been huge for me is Luke chapter 14. Um, There's a few different stories in here, but one of the big ones that stood out to me was the parable of the wedding feast. Okay, so the parable says, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give up your place for this person. Then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Mm, That's so good. Why does that one stick out to you and mean so much to you right now? I think because for so long, I was the person that would sit at the the first seat, the most honored seat, or I would have sat at the second or third most honored seat to just be like, (laughs) 
you know, I wouldn't take the first seat, but <laughs> <So> humble. <laughs> I will accept the second seat. And so for so long, I definitely would have been that person that sat at top few seats. Yeah. But in reality, to live like Christ is to, to sit in the last seat. Hmm. To give up your chair. Yeah. Sit on the floor. And like, if I would have chosen the last seat, it would have been for the purpose of, oh, I know I'm going to get moved up. Yeah. I'll sit in the last seat just so people can see that I'm going to get moved up. Mm -hmm. But realizing that sitting in the last seat is, is our call and sitting in the last seat is so that way somebody else can sit in in the high in the next highest seat. And so ultimately we can put Christ in that, that most honored seat. Yeah. Later on in Luke 14, it, it talks about the cost of discipleship. And I loved verses 26 through 27. It says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I think that one just hits me. For one thing, I I wouldn't have came after Christ. I would have at least walked beside him or, Mm -hmm. or, or tried to walk in front of him and say, Oh, remember God, you told me, you told me to do this thing. So come on, come on. Yeah. Let me clear the way for you, God. Right, right, right. And so just learning how to completely deny your life so that way you can be like Christ has been a huge thing. Mm. Like recently, that's been something that I've been seeking is just how to completely allow my life to be sacrificed so it can be resurrected like Christ. Can you read that last part of that verse again? Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Yeah. It's just so drastic where it's like, you can't be my closest disciple or you can't be this. It's like, no, if you do not bear your own cross and walk Mm. with me, you cannot be my disciple. There's no, he's not saying like, there's nothing halfway. Right? Like it's all it's all in. Yeah. Like either way. And so man, I I love it. It's so challenging because every single time we find pride in our own lives, it's ourselves dropping our own cross and saying, like, oh, let me carry this for someone else or let me like let me do this. Or when our motivations are not purely to follow Christ, we cannot be his disciple. Right. Yeah. It's very humbling. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely, extremely humbling. So now, what is something that you know about God that you did not know in high school? Where does the list begin? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'd say a big thing is that he's active. Um, I would have told you in high school that I'm trying to honor the Lord. I'm in an active relationship with the Lord. I'm... um, striving to serve his people. I'm striving to share his gospel, but I forgot that it was God being active through me, not me being active through me, Mm. you know? And so a big thing is just now I'm realizing that, that God is constantly trying to flow through us, trying to constantly use us for his glory but we get in the way of it so much. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, That's a powerful but hard realization. And I am so thankful that God has 
walked you through this journey and and even myself who also struggles with pride I can also say like I'm so glad God didn't just give up on me and say Liz stop trying to take the lead like let me do this but he just keeps pushing me back and keeps saying Liz listen remember remember (laughs) and so I'm so glad that you're on that journey in all of this it's just it's a really powerful thing and and you can see fruit flowing from all of that. And so right now I'd love to give you a chance to read your letter to your younger self. Dear younger me, you are loved and appreciated by God. Through every pain, heartbreak, and mistake, you are loved and appreciated by God. In every peak and every valley, you are loved and appreciated by God. I know you are broken and hurting more than you will admit. Your heart has been crushed by the world. And needs to be repaired. You strive so hard to put the pieces back together yourself. Or hopefully at least cover up the holes. You are too weak to fix it. Deep down you know that. So you turn to others. Letting people in just enough to notice your pain. But not enough to see the source. They are too weak to fix it. But God. In his gracious nature. Wants to lavishly love you. See, also, all those years you have been pushing everything down, ignoring your struggles, and seeking your own desires, God has been begging and pleading for you to let him in. God wants to fix you, heal you, grow you, mold you, and love you. God is the only one capable of the transformation you are seeking. Run to him and don't get in the way of the Holy Spirit, correcting you to be more like Christ. Through every joy, happiness, and experience, God alone deserves the glory. In every moment, God alone deserves the glory. God is the main character of your story, not you. Set your mind on the things above and rest in God's beautiful presence. Love me. Mm. Wow, that's really good. You just have so much emotion in that and so many... And I could really see yourself talking to your younger self in, in that. Um, how was putting yourself back in that spot and talking to younger Jacob? It definitely had its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, at first I was like, yeah, I can, I can think through this. It's already stuff that I've lived through. So it's fine. Right. Yeah. But then the more like thought and, and time I put into it, the more I started realizing some of these things are things that I've never talked about. Mm -hmm. Like some of these things are things that I've never addressed other than in my intimate time with Christ. And so writing this letter at first, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. I know, I know what I'm going to put in it. I know what I would have needed to hear, but like, it's been an emotional experience. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not, I'm not a crier, but like some tears were shed in, in the writing of this letter. Um, and it definitely helped me to see how much growth has happened in the past year, two years, three years. Because like we always focus on the the little negative changes adding up to a big negative change where like I took one step in the wrong direction and then I took a baby step in the wrong it was, and then eventually I'm super far away from where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. But I haven't taken the time to recognize like I took a baby step in the right direction. Yeah. I took a baby step towards God. I took a another step towards God and I haven't taken the time to look back and realize how much he's actually changed and grown 
in me in the past year. And so it's, it's had a lot of great moments. It's had a lot of rough moments, Yeah, but it was a good experience writing it. Oh, that's cool. And you can tell that you really went through this and you really put yourself in that spot and you were like, you know what? I need to, I need so much would have changed if I would have learned this lesson then instead of now. But we also would never trade our journeys because they made us who we are. Right. Um, And I think there is really powerful to take some time to think about the past and celebrate the small changes that we've made here and there and there. If you look at scripture, there's a reason why they keep talking about the story of Israel. Like there's a reason why they keep talking about all of the lineage in all of these things is to share about the little missteps and the, the little steps towards God in all of this. And so celebrating those things is a really powerful thing. And so I'm glad that you were able to do that and have some space to do that because you knew you had to for a podcast. <laughs> it's kind of forcing you to do it, but it's really good. So I, I love that. If you were to give advice to someone right now listening who is in a similar spot that you were in, what kind of advice would you give? There's like tons of things running through my head that I was like, I should tell you this. I should tell you this. Yeah. I should tell you this. I wish I could like tell you this so that way you'd avoid this thing but I think it all boils down to let God be more present in your life and let him shine brighter and in that process it takes you becoming smaller Mm. it takes you not being the focus of things a couple of songs that have been huge in my life during this time is the song nothing else I don't know who sings it but it's it's called nothing else and it's about I just want to be in your presence God and I'm not going to expect anything. I just want to be in your presence and there's nothing else that I want. I just want to be here and I wish this could last forever. Hmm. And then another one is, I don't remember what the song is called, but the, um, if more of you means less of me, then take everything. Um, and I think that's, there's so much truth behind that. And so that would be my main advice is accept less of yourself so there can be more of God in your life. Hmm. That's so good. And those are such important things to continue to hold on to. It's not like you woke up one morning and completely mastered it. It is something that I know I have to take to the cross every single day. I need to choose every day to carry my own stuff and to follow Jesus and to check my check my pride every single day. Yeah, it says bear your cross daily, not mm-hmm. not just on the days that it feels right, not yeah. just when it it feels natural, but every single day it's going to be an intentionally picking that up and walking with it. Yeah. Oh. It's so hard, but so good <laughs> and so true. Uh, Jacob, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been such a good conversation for me to have and really challenging for me even to sit and think about a lot of this stuff too. And so I appreciate you so much for being vulnerable, for being real. And man, I just appreciate you in general from, from watching you grow up in high school, being your campus life director and then being your boss because you were a campus life intern for a little bit. And, and seeing you now, it is so true that just God has been continually faithful in your life and is working through you Hmm. in everything that you do. And you are striving for him in everything. And we don't have to be perfect. We just need to be faithful. And I feel like 
you are running down that path as mm. fast as you can. Thank and you. So thank you for the fruit that you are producing through Jesus. Thank you for being vulnerable. And I just really appreciate you so much. Thank you for being good at math as well. <laughs> you Thanks, rock. Liz. You rock. So everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it. Write us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify or really wherever podcasts are found. Everybody, I hope you learned a little bit more about Jacob today, a little bit more about yourself, and a lot more about God. Go out and have an awesome day.